RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Uh, football season's here, everybody. Um, whether you think it's going to go on or not, the NFL is going full speed ahead. If you've been keeping an eye on what's happening with the rest of our sporting world, um, basketball's doing well. Hockey's doing well. I started those two uh, off first because they are in a bubble, and that equation makes a lot of sense. Bubble meaning you can't be exposed to anybody outside the bubble period. And that is working. They're literally getting zeros. Okay. Just like countries that close down, they get zeros. Uh, we don't do zeros in the United States. You have to be closed down to get zero. So, um, hockey makes sense. Basketball makes sense. Um, WNBA as well makes sense. Um, college football is on the verge of shutting down. There's no doubt. I mean, the Mac has come out and said, they're not going to be playing, I uh, believe ACC, Big Ten's going to be next. Football's going to close down. It just—it doesn't make sense, people. It doesn't make sense um, to have people that aren't making money go out on a campus that doesn't have other people on it because of COVID and jump on top of each other in practice. It just doesn't make sense. The NFL also doesn't make sense, but there's so much darn money involved with it, you have to figure out a way to make it make sense. Okay, so... That's where we are with the NFL. The NFL will start. The NFL will start training camp. There will be some situations. Uh, They will have some, you know, flare-ups like they did in baseball, and they're going to try to squash it. I don't foresee the season ending. I don't. I don't foresee there being a Super Bowl, unfortunately. Um, We'll see where we go from there. But all we can worry about is our Buccaneers, uh, who – for one, the first time, really, we heard Tom Brady on an interview last week, and it made you realize that we've definitely matured as a football team. Uh, if you listen to Tom Brady in a press conference, he's substantially different than Jameis Winston. You know who? You know, listen, I'm, I'm I was a Jameis Winston fan because I, the kid fought, and that's all I want is for a kid to fight. Did it turn out well? No, it didn't. But it's not like it was for lack of effort. It wasn't for lack of him busting his ass. He wanted to win. But when you're Jameis Winston, you come out on press conferences and talk about unballing after you lose and stuff like that, you lose me, okay? I'm a fan of you and your, you know, the way you compete, but I think he lost people as fans for some of the things he said in press conferences. Tom Brady, um, he's just not going to give you anything to for you to jump on him. <laughs> That's his, the guy. He, he's, a, he's a professional, Okay. He had a press conference in, I think it was 11 minutes, and they gave him six questions. And once again, he didn't give anybody in the press any material to come back at him with anything. So it made it seem like, you know, Tom Brady to the Buccaneers was finally official. So it's official. Brady's here, Gronk's here, and football season is upon us. Now, the football season's here. If and when we do start playing football, uh, our Buccaneers have as good a chance of anybody else out there talent-wise that doesn't mean that everybody's going to be cohesive, okay? Because, you know, I heard Brett Favre talking about, you know, Tom Brady will be the most affected over this COVID-19 thing, and he might be right. Listen, he didn't get a chance to do it. I'll have an offseason with his, his new teammates. He didn't have a chance to get to know his new teammates. 
And he's going to have to do that during training camp, which is obviously very hard. To get to know them personally is not that big of a deal, but um, to get to know how everybody runs routes, everybody's strengths and weaknesses, um, that's something that's hard to to figure out in a training camp. But we have a lot of talent in this football team. Offensively, obviously Tom Brady, uh, keeping him clean is going to be essential. Okay, uh, Tom Brady started to look older last year at the end of the year. You know, nobody wants to admit it, but I'm just that guy. I don't give a rat's ass if he's on my team or not. I'm going to tell you where it was. Tom Brady started to look a little old at the end of last year. If you remember Peyton Manning in his last year, started to look old real quick. You, We can't have Tom Brady catching blows and, you know, taking a lot of hits. You can't. We have to run the football. We have to get the ball out of Tom's hands. Now, as far as our offensive line goes, Donovan Smith did did report, which is a good thing. You don't want to have to try to find a left tackle at the last second. Donovan Smith, who I got a chance to meet in the offseason and uh, liked him as a person, I told him, I looked him right in the face, and I go, listen, I didn't care for your first years. And last year I thought you took a big step forward. And he looked me in my face, he goes, I appreciate that, because he knows I was talking from the heart. Donovan Smith, you know, was making the same mistakes over and over as a young football player into his third and fourth year. And last year I thought he took a few steps forward uh, improving his game. I thought he played okay, okay? If you have a left tackle that plays okay, he's worth $14, $15 million, whatever the hell you're paying him. Ali Marpet, uh, I've been waiting for him to have that breakout year. I thought he had a good year last year. Um, I think with the success of the team, if the team makes the playoffs, you'll see a player like Ali Marpet go to the Pro Bowl. Uh, Jensen I like more than most. I think he brings attitude, uh, which an offensive line uh, needs. Alex Kappa played well for a young player. That's not saying he played well. He played well for a young player. He's going to get better, no doubt in my mind. And then we have Tristan Wirth, who you talk about the player who will get affected the most of this COVID thing. You can pencil in Tristan Wirth to have a, a, a rookie tackle taking his first full-speed reps in the NFL in August is going to be tough. Knowing we're, we're one month away from football season, like right now. And Tristan Wirth has never seen a full-speed pass rush from an NFL player. You're going to say, well, he played the Big Ten. That is not the NFL, my friend. You know how often you go against JPP in the Big Ten? Never. It doesn't happen. He doesn't exist in the Big Ten. So, I, you know, Tristan Wirth is going to, it's going to be a culture shock to him. And the speed is going to be outlandish, straight off, right off rip. It's going to be tough. So keep your eye on Tristan Wirth. From what I hear, he's a fantastic athlete, an ex- explosive athlete, as he showed in the uh, combine. But playing at this next level is not an easy thing to do. Then there's a terminology of it. Then there's competitive nature. Then there's a, your, your competition. There's a lot to absorb as a young football player. So definitely keep your eyes on him. I'm going to keep my eye on his tight end position, which I don't know exactly what the Buccaneers have in mind. You know, to go into a football season with three somewhat established tight ends and one football is tough. I mean, O.J. Howard, to me, uh, is a name that people keep on bringing up as an unbelievable talent that I haven't seen. The kid looks good. I've never seen him play all that great for my, for me. For a guy that was drafted that high with that much potential and looks the way he does, uh, O.J. Howard should be catching 75 balls a year. That hasn't been the case. 
Now, Rob Gronkowski, who was old two years ago, took a year off. You don't become less old, okay? So you could pencil Rob Gronkowski as a starter, but he's not going to play 60 or 70 plays a game. No way. And then we have uh, Cameron Brait, who I thought we should have traded in the offseason. You know, often injured, very highly, big, big salary, and he just, he don't do enough for six, seven, eight million dollars, whatever the hell he makes for me. So then we have Anthony O'Claire, who was a blocking kid. Uh, whether he sees the field, I mean, you're going to have to figure out a way to play some special teams or else you're going to have a hard time finding the field. So that tight end position is going to be very, it's going to be curious what's going on there. Uh, the wide receiver position, obviously, I was watching a bunch of shows last week and they were talking about the best one-two wide receiver tandems in the NFL. And obviously, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin got a bunch of nods. Um, They're talented, okay? To me, if they're both team players, and, you know, it's not like Tom Brady's a guy you're going to bitch and moan about getting the ball to you because if you're running the right routes, and uh, Tom is going to get you the ball, okay, if you're doing what you're supposed to do. You know, Jameis, I I couldn't say that much for Jameis. I don't know if Jameis... uh, Knew where he was going with the ball all the time. He didn't, obviously. He can't throw 30 interceptions and know where you're going with the ball. So these guys are going to get their opportunities. They're practicing that way. I think they're starting to develop a certain camaraderie, hopefully, in his training camp. And we'll see who is the man. Because I don't really, after watching that uh, last year, the Buccaneers season, I don't know which guy was better, Evans or Godwin. I think they were both. Equally good. Like, I don't know who was number one or who was number two. You got to give it to Evans. He's been here for a while, but Godwin is just as good. Probably better hands and maybe better after the catch. But Mike Evans is still Mike Evans, and he's top six, seven receivers in the league. Then we have the number three guy who may not be important. Uh, Scotty Miller, I guess, is going to be that guy. Uh, He may not be that important because of Rob Gronkowski and what he may add. They may just mess around and play a lot of two tight ends, uh, you know, formations and just kind of eliminate that number three guy. So we will see with that. Scotty Miller, to me, is a guy who's just a name as well. He's not really established himself all that much with me, unfortunately. So, I mean, offensively, last year we scored so many damn points. We got so many darn yards, so, so many darn interceptions. So many, so many darn fumbles. We don't need as many yards as we had last year. Let's be more efficient as an offense. And Tom's going to make us more efficient, no doubt about that. Defensively, at the end of last year, we were as good as anybody in the league. Um, at the beginning of last year, if you remember, we had potential and the rush was starting to come a little bit. Our defensive backs were still young and snotty-nosed. And by about mid-week, mid, uh, middle of the year, um, the pass rush started to come. Our defensive backs started to look better, okay? I, I You know what? I, I'm not going to sit here and evaluate our defensive backs because our defensive backs were as good as our pass rush. We don't run a lot of lockdown, you know, man coverage like that. We run a lot of zone. We do a little of both. But if we have a good pass rush, we're going to be fine. The Buccaneers cut MJ Stewart last week, uh, second-round bust. I, I don't know. I mean, Jason Light in that second round is rough on him. He just, his record with the second round ain't good. And I guess uh, MJ Stewart got claimed by the Browns, so hopefully he doesn't go there and, and move the crowd. But like I said, defensive back-wise, we have a bunch of young kids that 
The only thing I can promise is that they're going to be better than last year because of their experience. And they're going to go, they're going to be as good as our pass rush. And our pass rush, obviously, running this makeshift 3 4 defense is led by Shaq Barrett with, with 19 and a half sacks last year and uh, had a career year, got paid for it. Congratulations. But I think JPP is the heart and soul of that defensive line. Dominican Sue is kind of the grit of it. And for those of you that thought we were better off with Gerald McCoy, uh, show me why. Because the second Gerald McCoy left, I said, watch how we get better. And I said throughout the whole, all the, all the years Gerald McCoy was here, I go, if he was gone, we'd be better. And I'm just telling you, Gerald McCoy, for the few plays that he made, gave up more plays by running up the field and not taking on blockers. I'm just telling you, I know about the position a little bit. The second Sue came here, our defense got better. You couldn't run the ball on us last year because of Sue and Vita Vey in the middle. And that's the key. There was times where you couldn't run on the Buccaneers back in the day, but they couldn't rush the passer. So that everybody was passing the ball on us for oodles and oodles of yards. So we will see. We got to rush the passer, period. Our defensive line, um, JPP's a man. Uh, we, we have to figure out somebody who's going to replace Nassib, which I don't think is that big of a deal. William Golson is a name that they can throw in there. Uh, kind of a gritty old school guy. Looks like a throwback player. I like him. I like him. I, I, you know, he's not going to make a lot of plays, but he's going to bring a little attitude, which is good. We have Levante David, who may be one of the more underrated players in the league because they just haven't been ranked that high. They haven't been ranked that damn high as far as defenses, so you never really heard Levante's name that much, although he made a Pro Bowl here and there. I thought Levante had one of his better years last year, and Devin White is uh, a future star. If he can stay healthy, I think Devin White is going to be a future star, period. So this team, up and down, is a talented bunch. You know, we're not going to get into special teams because, you know, I'm just, that's not my thing. Uh, I didn't get too much into the running back position with Ronald Jones, who I don't know we have a Ronald Jones. And all of a, all of a sudden, we bring in LaShawn McCoy, who I'm not going to say is going to do a whole lot for the Buccaneers this year because he really hasn't been that much in the last couple of years. And then we have uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, who I believe has the COVID and will be back. So we got some running backs. It's a running back by committee, and our offense is really going to be um, – it's going to go how our offensive line plays, and that's that's it. And football is not rocket science. Your offense goes as the offensive line goes, and your defense goes as the defensive line goes. Thus, we call this show In the Trenches. Maybe I'm a little biased, but you can ask anybody in the game. Uh, games are won in the trenches. And like I said, football is one month from the day. <laughs> so... I don't know what's going to happen in our world as far as COVID goes. I don't know what's going to happen in other sports. But the NFL is going to try their darndest to put a game out there a month from today. And we'll see uh, how the whole thing turns out. I'm knocking on wood that we see football. College football is done. College football is done for the fall. You're just not going to see it. I made that prediction a long time ago. And my prediction was college football ain't going to start. And the professional sports will start but not end. At this point, I don't want to be right, but 
it sure looks like it's going in that direction. If anybody ever wants to email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. Make sure you're listening to the other podcasts as well. I'm the Ron and Ian Show, 95.3 FM, Monday through Friday at 3 to 7. Uh, we talk a lot of sports and a lot of other things as well. We like to have a lot of fun. But I appreciate you guys listening in, uh, whether you're a Buck fan or a football fan or whatever. We're hoping the NFL is around the corner uh, to alleviate some of this stress that we have and, um, you know, get back to some normalcy and some sanity would be nice. Football is nice on Sunday. It really calms my nerves. I know that. Hope everybody has a wonderful week. Get out there and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a forking around town with Tracy Guida quick fix on Radio Influence. So dead bobs, I've had a lot of people ask me about dead bobs. I want to talk a little bit because you've ha- actually had more stuff on their menu than I have. Uh, I've, yeah, I, I had a burger to go one time that was excellent. Um, then we showed up the one time and had the deep fried pork uh, pot roast, pot roast, yeah. which was I don't know, top probably top five best uh, appetizers I've had in the Bay Area for yeah. sure. I mean, very very impressive. Absolutely. I know. It's funny. Uh, ever since you and I both posted that picture, I've had a lot of people tell me they went there just for that dish. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. I had the Dead Bob's manager call the station to talk to our, our producer and wanted my number. I'm just going gonna, gonna to get in touch with him. But he said numerous people came because I brought it up on air and numerous people came to check it out. And uh, listen, I'm not going to gas something up unless I think it's good. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty darn good. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. I want to go back and try some more things. And they seem to be doing very well. Whenever I drive by, there's a ton of people there. So, yeah, this is the South Tampa location. There's also one in St. Pete, which I do want to check the original one out. Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.